Welcome back to an all new episode of Wet and Dry, the kayaking podcast. Yeah, Bren, last time we spoke about this, we sat down here in this podcast format. It was pouring rain outside, rivers were rising, and we were getting excited to see how the home runs would change and what all that water would do. And uh, here we are. Dude, here we are in a whole new era for the valley. It's uh, it's just insane. Like, I don't think any rapid has been left untouched. Everything is, you know, it's it's changed, it's transformed, it's missing. Like, something new has popped up. It's a whole new river. Um, absolutely incredible to be there. But it's also a little bit sad. You remember the first <laughs> the first section of river we scouted was a Vellabrucker? Yeah. And, you know, like, that was one of the reasons that we both ended up being here you know all those laps in the summer and dialing in the moves and having that training ground it was incredible you know yeah and now it's all changed that's right so for the listeners so basically what happened this area here got hit super hard with rain and resulted in beautiful water levels on like all our local home runs the brandenburger arke obviously Ertz, schwarzbach like so many cool runs around we could go kayak every day and uh We had to wait like a few days until the high water in the valley, in the Earth's Valley, was dropping. Luckily, uh, like nobody got hurt, nothing, not much property got destroyed. So it was quite, quite a good high water management. So that left us time to go kayaking and check out that place for ourselves. And yeah, that's what we did. Checked out Vela Brücke first. As you said, I agree. I mean, we moved here because there was this epic, epic sequence of rapids, which are still kind of there, but maybe not as clean as they used to be. Um, Yeah, that was wild, huh? Yeah, mate. I, I honestly, I wish I had a few more laps on there before it disappeared. You know, I wish, I always wish like somehow we could predict these things. Like, obviously, it was going to change, but that that rainstorm felt like it popped up pretty quick, quickly, and was mm -hmm. way more powerful than we than we thought it was going to be. Um, but you know, I, God, I would have just loved like one last like big big day out there just sessioning it because, man. I, you know like those moves are just they're so dialed in now like i can i can think of all my little markers of how to do them them how i want to do them and like it, it was it was just amazing to be in the flow and like hitting all those moves back to back and just like really feeling good moving down the river and uh we got there and you know we're walking up the first thing we noticed was that ra the race course um for the Oats trophy is just it's a different world out there like none of the old lines exist i don't think a single one is the same i don't think so it's literally a new river but also i've had this a few times now in kayaking where you get to a rapid or to a section and then You know, you'll be like, yeah, I'll do it another time or that thing is going to be here next year still. That's not the case. As as solid as it seems, rivers change. It's the middle Palgin drop, you know. It's, it's, it's obviously like it's so dynamic. It's crazy. So I'm honestly, I'm thankful for all the laps we've gotten in and every single time we drove there and went for another one. Like, damn. Yeah, bro. I, I honestly, I never had that like, oh, I'll save it for next time mentality. I was always so broke. I was like, God, I don't know when I'll ever have enough money to yeah. be here again. Like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's hit it. But you hear it quite a bit now. Like, it's definitely a thing in kayaking. I mean, mate, I mean the amount of amazing... I feel like things always just change for the worse, unfortunately. Um, it's pretty rare when something does change for the better. And, you know, like the Vellabrucker, for me, the, it's, the Earth's Trophy race course is going to be like a good, challenging rapid that's hard to be consistent on. Mm -hmm. And I, I would argue it's a bit more technical now and there's more features to hit. And it's, yeah, it's a whole new dynamic because although there's been little changes over the years, predominantly the, the moves have been similar-ish for a long time now. Yeah. And so I think a, a full 
whole change up is quite cool. I agree. And then, I mean, obviously every single section changed there and we've been checking out a few, but I would love to speak about our new favorite. Let's get into the middle. <laughs> well, dude, uh, Vellabrucker first though, like when we, when we went to the upper section, mm -hmm. it was like, it was insane. Like it was big, powerful, hard rapids, but, the, and, and they all sort of go, but there's all, there's also like a lot of rocks, like just in your way or like just in the wrong place, you know? So you can, you can force them out and they're, you know, they're hard challenging rapids, but they're all quite gnarly at the moment. I think another season, two seasons, let some of those rocks tip over, freeze fall effects in the winter, summer floods. I think it's going to smooth out again. I would think so. I mean, honestly, for me, it's a really, really cool experience just to be able to paddle the river which is literally like a week old when do you ever get that like i don't think i've ever done it in my life dude it's the the excitement i feel every day when i'm getting up now to kayak in the, in my local area is just insane yeah, you know dope. like i really took it for granted you know because <laughs> it was always the same or, or very nearly almost mm -hmm. the same and uh now like going out there and finding those lines and dialing everything in again it's just addicting man like yeah it's it's up and it's still changing i mean today like three changes in a section which were like not there two days ago like that's yeah, wild yeah it was bonkers man <laughs> yeah so yeah the the section of river that adrian was talking about was is the middle Utz, and for me this is my favorite piece of river in Utztal, and i think the same for adrian for sure it's um it, it was this like really fast chaotic rocky sort of chossy um, <laughs> run and your first few laps down it were, were pretty hectic while you're finding the lines but when you had it dialed you could do it so smoothly and there were so many moves to link up and it was yeah it was it's really rewarding trying to dial that river in and hit all those lines and um it changed every single rock in there has changed now it's it's a whole new river And what's quite cool is that with the huge floods, it's actually like dug itself down into the riverbed a little bit more and channelized, which the Middle Earths never used to do. It just sort of used to spray pretty wide everywhere and there wasn't really defined channels to take. Um, so now to have those like cleaner, smoother lines in there is incredible. Yeah. And also for me, cool learning. Like if I would have to make a guess before that high water actually arrived, I would have never had foreseen the middle to change in in that way you just described like I've, I've, i never would have seen it go duck itself in and like start creating these like booths and kind of actually become a lot cleaner like i've n no way i would have foreseen that <laughs> like it's crazy no I, w i was confident there'd always be something like challenging there with mm -hmm. all the rocks and the gradient but like to, to have this river now is just a gift you know yeah. like All of the booths got bigger, all of the drops got taller, and it's, yeah, it's just so clean. Like, it always used to be a bit messy, but now it's, like, really defined moves and, like, smooth channels, and, yeah, I'm, I'm in love with it, man. I'm completely addicted. It's dope. Especially after first first words we were hearing, like, ah, oh, it's broken, it's not worth it anymore. Oh, my God. Dude. Everything is bad, and, like, I didn't want to believe it, you didn't want to believe it. We went out, checked it out. Turns out it's way better. <laughs> dude. 
dude, I refuse to believe it. It made yeah. me so angry. You know how I'm all trying to be all like Woosar and uh-huh. Namaste these days? Dude, it was like, I was getting so angry. It was yeah. making me warm. It's like, <laughs> these these people haven't even <laughs> kayaked this river. Like, we've been out, like, reopening the sections. They haven't even got on the water and kayaked down it. Like, how how can they have any opinion about this? Yeah, give it a week. I'm sure the oh, opinion is going to change and soon enough oh, people will be all over it. Oh, dude, the edit we're going to make, I, I, maybe I have to put a screen in at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Just two middle fingers and then all the names of everyone. Maybe we get a little donation box at the takeout. <laughs> If you were wrong, put one euro. No, that's been that's been a good training ground, and just being back out there. And today I looked at my GoPro; it's 17 minutes from top to bottom. If you just go slacking, and that's like some of the best whitewater you can do in that time. Brother, brother, you're slacking there. Why is that? Me and me and Vega did it in 14:09. (laughs) Give me the time codes; I want to see it. True, true story. (laughs) High water; it was incredible. Just goes, just goes. So yeah, that's lots of mid- lots of love for the middle, but still there's other sections we will go check out the next few days. We've flown a drone up in Heilekreuz, which is like this gorge high up in the valley. And from what we could see on the drone, it already looked super hectic, steep, tight white water. I, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to see what's in there and go check that out. I think it's all going to be all new as well. It looks, it looked like a baby stikine thing like and that was like wild. the water is just so dark so constricted just exploding everywhere you know like there's lots of powerful sections around this valley but that one on that day when we were filming it was like the peak flows after the summer heat and the runoff has made its way down the valley and the, the rapids are coming alive this thing was just so gnarly looking <laughs> and i I've, man i find that pretty cool because i feel confident about a lot of sections here mm-hmm. you know but to see that on the drone there was no part of me that was like "Ooh, let's mm-hmm. go see what that's like i was like dude i'm not getting in my kayak and dropping in there also like it's I think by far the most remote place in the entire valley. You have like rock walls left and right going up like a hundred meters in some points. The river is not that wide, maybe one and a half, two meters. Like you're you're out there, even though you're like in this valley, you are by yourself in this place. Yeah, totally, man. And I think I don't think I think we've been lucky. I, I at least I've never been involved in any of the horror stories you hear. Me neither, but I've heard enough of wild climbs and people the, sleeping there. And No, nobody slept in there. Yeah, some people Who slept, slept in there? I'm not going to talk about it, but <laughs> dude, <laughs> everything happened so in lazy. there. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just kayaked out. <laughs> uh, dude, I think um, I'm pretty sure Johnny in one of his first seasons lost his kayak in there or something. There's some scramble. I think adventure. he lost his paddle or something, but I, f- I didn't think he had to hike out. Pretty sure he somehow made it out. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna check for Johnny what the story is and tell it. It's a good story. I remember. I'm, it. Yeah, you know the part where yeah. Well, yeah, but maybe another time. <laughs> um, but let's get to the Earth's Trophy, Earth's Valley's very own race, former sick line, which was meant to happen end of this month in September. Many people were looking forward to, and now, unfortunately, but fair enough, got called off from the officials because uh, yeah, everything changed. Uh, they're doing like repairs all over and some of the pathways are still not cleared so that's gone now huh yeah i mean with the like with the damage to like the infrastructure there and the the valley and stuff i I think it's you know i think it's more than a fair call and and i'm super sad for them because obviously we know the team there Mm -hmm. you know really love all of the people involved and know how hard they work towards it so for, for them to have to cancel it is really sad for me I'm not really into racing, so it's not 
it doesn't crush me that much you know for me it's just a cool time of the year when it that that event brings a lot of my friends from around the world to this to this location and i like the sessions before the race for most when everyone's kayaking that's really cool you know like everyone's like lined up at the middle part of the race course there's a huge crowd and everyone's like you know making noise whether you had a good line or a bad line it's it's just it's just vibe man it's cool and like even though i don't care about racing either i still do think it's quite cool to spend that much time with that many really good kayakers and everybody's trying to like optimize the last one or two percent and you really like you start noticing and putting so much focus like on the smallest strokes on the smallest adaptions i always feel like i leave that time of the month or of the year kind of like sharpened up um from spending so much time with the smallest moves and obviously you get all your friends together you make plans where to go after probably many crews actually start their travels from from earth's trophy straight to the airport and then go somewhere in the world but yeah not this year i guess no dude I, i think one of the things i like most is watching that many good kayakers hit the same rapids back to back to back you know and see how different people do things mm-hmm. you know like for me it was it was jerd like really loading his nose on his booths and stuff you know off um off the first slab off the slab of uh, champions it, Yeah, like like really like using the rocker of his kayak to like load the front and get it to pick up and release. It was it was cool to see that and mm-hmm. there were a bunch of other people doing really cool stuff. Annual sweep booths over minus one when it was sort of high. That mm-hmm. was sick. Sam and the OG tuna like kind of like slightly leaned back. Short paddle somehow floated over everything and won that event so many years. It's It's true. There's so many different ways to solve it. But every single one is like very specified and, and very special. I think easy to learn from everybody out there. Yeah, man. And um, I think the <laughs> person crushed most about the Earth's Trophy being cancelled is poor Andy. Poor Andy, bless him. If you if you don't know, Andy Bruno is <laughs> one of our friends, and um, he's he's got a different uh, focus on kayaking than we do, for sure. But we accept him because he's in love with it and he's very happy in his own little bubble of this sport. And uh, Andy's one hundred percent a racer. He loves it. <laughs> he lives for it. He's always in the gym. He's always doing these training protocols from Gregor Gregor Beck, Gregor Beck, yeah, the legend. And uh, you know, like Andy follows gregor's training protocols religiously you know like when you're trying to arrange to go kayaking with andy it's like yeah the flows are good at this time with the melt and maybe we should go here and blah 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 and with andy it's like i have a gym training session at this time and then i have to eat some food here and then i can go kayaking and it's <laughs> it, it's maddening to me but I, i accept him because he's so happy being lost in that process but When we heard that Ed's trophy got cancelled, we were sat here and we immediately called him. We were like, dude, you you can come over and hang out, you know, like you want to drink some beers or something. <laughs> and I think he is crushed. We've got to call him again and drag him out kayaking. Yeah, that's that's true. It's been, yeah, it's been an interesting process. I would say over the last few years with the kayak races, getting more people with more focus into it i would say for sure there's been that like branch off or people just really center their kayaking around these races and structure their season with it and their training and their kayaking style um and now we've lost earth's trophy as an event norfolk is no more king of the alps is not happening next year so i really wonder what's going to happen like Are these people just going to use an off-season train? Are they going to go back to just free riding? I'm, I'm interested. 
Man, I, I think although, although those races got cancelled, there's lots of other races happening, you know, like Deco will still happen mm -hmm. and there's races throughout Europe, you know. The, the, what, there was a race last weekend I was, I was considering going, it was like the Liechtenstein friendship race or something, you know. It was like some, some informal grassroots races happening. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, that's sort of where I think it has to go for now. And I think that it will be a lot stronger for it, you know, like for, for, for myself, I think I really want to see all these races just take the initiative and just start stepping up and holding their own events, whether mm -hmm. it's small, big, whatever you're trying to make it. I think just, just getting together and working out of format and a location to hold an event on and trying to see it through for a few years. I think that's the, the best investment. I don't think, um, yeah, I don't think there's, I don't think it needs, I don't think it needs like one massive event a year, you know? I think I think the coolest thing for me to see with kayak racing would be if it was similar to like mountain bike World Cups, you know, or skiing World Cups, where there's like a set amount of events and they all add up at the end and you can follow along with all the different races. I think that would be really exciting. Whereas that, that you know, there's sort of, you know... Sort of there with AWP, but... But like quite, of... quite unofficially, you know, like I don't, I don't often see like footage from some of those races and I don't often see those results probably maybe because I'm not following the right people, but, um, but you know, like I would love to see it done under like one federation, but like with like grassroots events mm -hmm. underneath it and for them to be like filmed properly. And yeah, it's just tricky because obviously like you can do an event grassroots style for a few years and just accept you're not going to make any money or like, kind of probably have to fund the event yourself we want to get all that covered like good media good good like live live video or results or whatever dude it, it gets tricky i think after some point you just it's i think it's really tricky to find this balance from like keeping it fun and uh, getting the crowd there but also like have the level of professionalism that it it like feels like it's something proper and worthwhile to be under federation And then at the same time, we have all these uncertainties, water levels, dams, um, permits. Like it's, it's tricky oh, yeah. and hacking. For, for sure. It's, for sure. It's hard, but I, I think it can be done and there's enough venues. I honestly like, um, <laughs> Quebec Connection should just write a guide of like how to hold an event. Like how <laughs> sick were the Nielsen races? You know, like that was some of my favorite events I went to. And it was like, it was like official ish than grassroots ish you know mm -hmm. it's sort of in this middle ground and there was like you know like a good um spectrum of kayak and skill levels there and the rapids were like you know class four and it was it was a really really cool event and the party was insane you know like i i think i think that is the format that i would like to see carried through in other events so yeah hit up quebec connection if you need advice on how to run an event yeah i, I wonder i wonder because I mean, in the end of the day, by that point, we have enough people in the scene of extreme racing who train so, like, seriously and properly for that. It's not that far off of kayak cross. Like, are we going to see a crossover and people tapping into that? If these guys open up the r rules from being so slalom-based, I don't know. Is that going to come back into the creaking scene in, in terms of events and formats? I don't know. Like, I agree. I think it's, even though it might seem like a very shallow patch right now for races and events it does also create definitely chances for things to be reconsidered and maybe like uh, to rethink ideas and and ways how to to pull off an event to make it last and be worthwhile people's time 
Yeah, bro, totally. I think I think as well, like there are way more races that we, that we were not thinking about right now. You know, like there's like Malabar race, there's, there's races throughout Canada. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's 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 more races than you than you would think right now. It's just because we're not focused on them and doing them. But dude, thank God that um, Kayak Cross changed its name to Kayak Cross yes. from Extreme. What was you. was it? Extreme Slalom. Extreme something. Dude. Something extreme. So. <laughs> like the, the number one the word extreme is just hideous you know like when when someone uh introduces me as like an in, extreme kayaker i'm like ew come <laughs> on like it's it's such a gross word to me and um for those that don't know that the x games used to be called the extreme games but they cut that out i think in the second or third edition because they realized that the word extreme is lame and they became the x games and got a lot cooler <laughs> true story it's in tony hawk's book um but yeah it just showed for me like what dinosaurs were behind like the organization there you know like what are we gonna call this this racing plastic boats down uh pretend rapids yeah extreme make it extreme yeah i mean these guys are also i guess figuring out their ways but definitely something i don't need to be involved with Dude, I would I would sort of like to honestly, because like I went to one of uh, yeah we, we went together with to the was it a World Cup Augsburg World Cup yeah yeah and I, no I, World I, Championships I believe I think it was World Championships one of those dude I loved it it was so <laughs> exciting man it was it was dead fun to be there you know it was a big crowd they have to do the roll they're like so fast they're paddling so hard there was a good battle between Joe Clark and Stefan Hengst mm-hmm. for a little while that was super that was so fun to watch each round I loved that um I, w- I would just honestly I, again I would like to see kayak cross just go onto a river you know I think there's like on the Ottawa or something you know and then you could start instead of having to do a mandatory role you could also start kick flipping and like really like amplifying what's already there because although I make fun of it I, I do think uh kayak cross is cool and I do think it's a good thing for the sport and I hope it like I hope there's still uh room for a lighter side of it outside all this like Olympic motivation. I hope you know I think it would just be so fun for clubs to get into as well. You know, you're you're a kid, you want to go and mess around with your friends and go kayaking and all of a sudden you've got this race course where you know you have to make the gates but you also have to do a roll and you you know you're sprinting head to head against your mates. I think that's so cool. Yeah, but I mean, that's been around, like, head-to-head water cross has been a thing yep. in the Shure to- Festival for to- 20 years plus, with to- Eddie's to- Totally, 100%, but, like, I think until it's, like, backed by an organization and it's, like, a um, like a category or, or a whatever you would call it <laughs> um, in a sport like slalom, I don't think it's taken up by, like, clubs and grassroots, st- like, beginner stuff, you know? yeah. Like I, I don't, th- I don't think I did a boat across until I was like pretty good at kayaking, you know. But, yeah. you, but you can do kayak cross on like the little, the, like flat water, literally yeah. put some poles up. That's what I mean, though. Like I mean, I would love to see kayak cross get away further from slalom because, like, you're not gonna race kayak cross if you're not gonna do well in the time trial, which is like very tightly connected to obviously the slalom. Yeah, yeah. Dude. So that's what I mean. I would love to see it like spear off and, and grow its own way. And you've got, you're not allowed to have contact, for example. That's wild to me. Who has a, a water cross event or any cross event and you, you can't touch each other? That's a bit out there for me. 
I like it. I hate when I get tangled <laughs> up in boat across. I hate when there's someone like sl- like cutting you of your paddles on your hands yeah, and stuff. I hate that. There's something in between, but I'm so I don't for do it. Boards. <laughs> I'm a sissy. Some people live for it, man. There's a race in America at GoPro games called the Eight Ball, oh God. which I yeah. think was dreamed up by Clay Wright and some other sadists. And it's wild, dude. It's like American football meets kayaking. So there are people racing down the river head to head. And then there are people sat out in eddies waiting for them to come down. And their only job is to act as an eight ball, is to run them over and crash into them and slow them down. And the some of the video recaps... Have you seen Dane's video? <laughs> well, th- thank God he wasn't hurt. But yeah, that yeah. was hilarious. So yeah, Dane's racing D- Dane's racing down amongst a pack of what? 100, 150 people. Something and like that. every single one of the people that were acting as the eight balls to block the kayakers all went for Dane. <laughs> like, I wonder if that I wonder if they got together and talked about that, or if that was just like a collective like spark <laughs> of an idea. Oh my god, he's going, let's get the guy in the pink boat. Like, he is not winning this one. <laughs> yeah, they got him good. But yeah, I'm, I'm stoked he didn't get injured because for sure many people, even when, when dude, we've been there, dude, many concussions, hurt dude, ribs, dude, all of it. Dude, poor Nick Troutman, I think, Nick. had a bad concussion there. Mm-hmm. And I think... I think he's been struggling with concussion for a while, you know? But, like, again, that's why I don't do these events. Like, I don't need to get hurt there. No, 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 that's not worth it. Not worth it for me, at least. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, cool that people do enjoy it and and are that hyped for it. I think it's, like, I think that's a pretty American thing. Well, I know you weren't around, but we did the pinball race uh, on the Chequemus in Canada. Uh-huh. And it was also Dane, Caleb, me, and like, like what was like team of team of three people, and it was many many competitors, and basically we were pushing down these huge inflatable balls down the river, and you had to like whoever's balls was done first won, and you could like throw the other ones out, all of that. And I was scared, honestly. I've never felt that much like centered aggression on the water towards us. Like everybody was going for us and like for the balls, and I got I just got down. I was like, oh my god, I'm happy I'm not hurt. But the idea of that race is pretty cool, and we did one in Zambia as well. Were you around for that? You got a you got an after, I believe. Probably. Andy's birthday. Yeah, I think I got an afterwards. Yeah, same idea. We bought like, I don't know, 10, 12 huge inflatables, started at number 10 all the way down to 13, and it was hilarious. It was beautiful. That actually is a race format which is amazing on the Zam. Works really well. Dude, I think I was too bad at ball sports as a kid. <laughs> I think it would just traumatize me <laughs> to combine that, you know, because the river's my happy place where I somehow <laughs> I'm able to kayak okay ish and uh and you know like the balls just bring back like memories of just being like picked as like one of the last kids <laughs> and like people shouting at me because I can't kick a football right and I'm like I don't know <laughs> like oh no that was a fun event I, I think we're gonna do it again this year dude I had it in in Galway Fest mm-hmm. at the mass start you know, everyone was lining up. Obviously, there's like lots of banter with the Irish and stuff. Everyone's talking. It seems like it's quite quite a friendly vibe. Andrew Regan walks across the bridge to do the race briefing. He finishes the race briefing with like, lads, don't forget, there's an Englishman amongst us. <laughs> Dude, I got destroyed. I, for a moment, I thought I was going to swim on the flat water. <laughs> like just boats running me over from either side. Like, <laughs> 
Galway is a good event, for example. True. Also, if you want to know how to run an event, hit up yes. Bar- Barry Lucknan and Aoife Hanaran. I'm not asked for pronunciation. Aoife. These guys. Sorry, Aoife. Um, yeah, they're, they're magic. They they create an incredible event. That vibe at Galway Fest is something else, man. Like, you know, the kayaking is uh, not what I want to spend my time pursuing, <laughs> but the vibe and the energy at that event is just something else. It's magic. I yeah. love it. It does. I, I do feel like it takes time off my life, though. Yeah, you can definitely just cross out one week. Actually, for me, it crossed out two weeks last time I went. Yeah, because you got corona, right? I got COVID, unfortunately. And then, uh, yeah, that was my time at Galway. <laughs> do you remember, do you remember we, were, we were talking and you were like, are you going? I was like, no. And he's like, why, why, why not? And I'm like, dude, everyone's going to get sick. I'm going to be hungover for like a week afterwards. Like, no, I'm, I can't do it this year because we had been sober training for a project mm-hmm. and we had been sober for what, like four or five months. Yeah, at least like, for a while. Like I was not in peak condition to go and party with the Irish. Like, uh, yeah, I felt that quite quickly. And then I remember trying to fly back home and I got trapped, trapped at my friend's place in Amsterdam for two weeks with COVID, couldn't leave. It was wild. There's worse places to be. Weren't you on a houseboat? Uh, Temporarily, yeah. (laughs) Quarantined. Nice. Water prison. Water prison. Yeah, man. So I guess that's that for Earth. I'm I'm very much looking forward to see what else we find out there. How things are going to change. Because obviously it's not a finished process yet. Like every day can be a new rapid. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, (laughs) yeah, I mean, the the river has been changing even even after the floods, for mm-hmm. example, today, like um, one huge rock that was our marker of where to go in a rapid tipped over and fell. And uh, we had to find a new line. And Adrian was finishing the run. Yeah. <laughs> and he was out in front <clears throat> and I watched him drop down and I waited for what felt like a long time to see his kayak pop back up. And when it did pop back up, it was vertical. <laughs> and then Adrian was just tumbling in this random hole that had popped up at the takeout. Uh, it used to be a wave train two days ago. Today, not so much anymore. Basically, came over a wave, was expecting nothing and just dropped into this hole. I was like, oh, here we go. But yeah, it's I'm I'm so happy to be part of this process. And I think it's like a, again, like a super unique experience to literally watch this river age over time and and see and just learn how water behaves. Because again, like I wasn't expecting the river to change its shape the way it did, and for me, it's super interesting. And obviously, I love water and the way it behaves to just learn and and try to become better at guesstimating what it will do in the future and stuff like that. Yeah, mate, totally. For for me, it's refreshing as well because we can finally name these rapids. You know, <laughs> like they do they have they've never had any name since I've been here. It's just been like, and everyone's so confusing oh, giving God, data. It's right. like, oh, this thingy. Oh, is it after the second bridge or yeah. blah, 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 blah. the big so, rock after this rock and then next to that rock? I've I've already started. I've named one rapid. It's called Free Money <laughs> because. It's the only rapid on the river that doesn't have a pretty significant hole to boof over where you might, you know, get get <laughs> get trashed. And uh, that's why it's called free money. But at high water, a hole does form at the bottom. And when it's when it's at those flows, it's called there's no such thing as free money. And uh, dude, I, th- that when I came down it the other day for the first time in high water, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Whoosh. Yep. 
There it is. Yeah, and now we're entitled to find these names because we're out there. Oh, mate, first, first tracks, first tracks, fresh tracks. What have we seen skiing? I, think that, I don't know. Fresh tracks, I believe. Fresh tracks? Well, first one to go for the power, basically. Power being sharp, <laughs> sharp rocks. <laughs> Brother, I don't know if you're qualified to use the word power. Why? What happened to you when you went skiing? Oh, uh, yeah, I got hurt. I don't ski. I don't <laughs> ski. It's too dangerous. Actually, um, I'm sure everybody knows this, but the most, the biggest three reasons why kayakers get hurt is skiing, biking, and partying. Kayaking is uh, maybe on four or five, but these these are the three big ones. So I try to stay away and just be in okay kayaking shape for most of the time. And so far, it's been working out. Just don't go on skis. Don't go on a bike. Don't go too much partying. You're good. Everything in mm. moderation or <laughs> no, no. just not doing <laughs> mountain biking or skiing. I, I honestly do like so, so many good kayakers are also pretty sandy on mountain bikes. It's, it's really impressive how those skill sets sort of transfer over a little bit. You know, I would love to get good at it because like right behind our house here, there's a bunch of mountain bike trails, but I know that like when you're good at one sport and you're good at managing your emotions, you're way too sandy and mm. way too overconfident with a lot of other sports and you haven't got like all the background skills and knowledge to back up that confidence. And yeah, I think I'd pretty quickly break a collarbone or something. Yeah, I see myself doing the same. It's just like you do this one sport so much and all of the time your brain is just used to that if you do sports, you're at least okay at it. And all of a sudden, like I have to accept, you know, my ego has to accept I'm a total beginner and I probably should take it really easy. That's a, that's honestly, that's a hard pill to swallow. So I should probably stick to kayaking. I, I like it. I like, I like being a, like a beginner at stuff. It's, it's, it's a fun skill set, you know, that, that like rapid progression stuff sometimes. <laughs> but I, I've really had my, my, uh, ego humbled when I tried surfing. Cause mm -hmm. I was like, it's just water. I love water. Water loves me. Let's go. Dude, it was so different, you know, like without the paddle and the kayak, like you have to be in the, the right spot to take off, you know? And then it's, it's surprisingly hard to like stand up and be in control and be able to carve, you know, like I had visions of immediately going out there and just doing like carves and switchbacks. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll try 360 or <laughs> get some air off the lip, you know? And oh, uh, dude, in, in reality, reality check. <laughs> Yeah, you know, because I, I thought I was like, there's a documentary about these penguins that surf. It's called Surf's Up. Mm -hmm. And I really, I was like, dude, I'm like Cody Maverick out here, you know, like um, I'm ready to crush. I'm the next, I'm the next thing in surfing. And uh, that was not the case. And I live, me and my friend Ollie, who we were um, surfing with, we live in constant fear that we're going to pop up on kooks of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so like picture this dude, he's a mountain biker. He's like... I don't really like for water. We had like a few days off after a shoot and we we're like finding things to do, being all touristy and stuff. And uh, I was like, dude, let's go surfing. And we went and he was like, I hate the water. I'm not that into it, blah, blah, blah. And he was doing pretty good, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I'd hurt my ribs. Um, and so it was so painful to lie on the board that I was just swimming out with a board tied to my leash. <laughs> like I was a tugboat. <laughs> like, that's, we, that's some cool cool content dude, right there dude it's, it's gonna end up on there i'm <laughs> terrified oh beautiful beautiful well branches i guess next couple of days outlook shred more on earths fire up all the other sections 
do finish filming, you know, like I'm really excited for this edit that we're going to make about mm -hmm. all the new sections of Verts. I think it will probably be like one to three episodes long. And uh, yeah, we've made a good dent in that, but I think we're, we're really going to nail a lot of shots this weekend. I think so too. I'm fired up for it. And uh, yeah, let's get this going. Take. Okay, boy. Let's do it. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We catch you guys next week with another new episode. Until then, I hope you shred the river and uh, catch you around. Cheer.